for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now, for most of those uh, who performs um, and also delivers messages, I mean, we always are judged by the way how we live according to what we have said. Especially for ministers, if you have preached on, on the podium, I mean, we have to be careful of how we live up to that standard. We just deliver that message, but if we can't live in accordance to what we have said, then it's hypocrisy. We're living in another life, irrelevant to the word that we have been inspired and motivated to preach. I mean, it's very important that that becomes a standard in every one of our lives where we do live up to what we preach and say and believe. But I know that's difficult. That's a standard that we have put up all in the, in, in, in the top of the roof where we cannot climb because we need grace in order to live up to that standard. But some people may say you can practice it. You can, I mean, perform better by continually doing in a system. But we could say that's more of a legalism, finding ways to master it by legalism. Here, Elipas talks about that in some sense, saying that what you have said, then you should have done better. Maybe it's because you did not live up to the standard. That's why, Job, you were experiencing punishment. So as we see, we're going to look carefully on what Eliphaz is saying to examine us whether we too see a religious life like that. Let's take a look. Job chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied, If someone ventures a word with you, will you be impatient? But who can keep from speaking? Think how you have instructed many, how you have strengthened feeble hands. Your words have supported those who stumbled. You have strengthened faltering knees. But now trouble comes to you, and you are discouraged. It strikes you, and you are dismayed. Should not your piety be your confidence and your blameless ways your hope? Consider now, who being innocent has ever perished? Where were the upright ever destroyed? As I have observed, those who plow evil and those who sow trouble reap it. At the breath of God they perish. At the blast of his anger they are no more. The lions may roar and growl, yet the teeth of the great lions are broken. The lion perishes for lack of prey, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. So if you take a look at today's passage, you will see Elipas using some verbs to iterate how Job lived his life. Now we see from verse 3, it goes on, instructed many. It says, strengthened feeble hands. In the following verse, it says, your words have supported those who stumbled. In the following verse, you said, you have strengthened faltering needs. So it seems like Job was a teacher. 
In every occasion when he needed to, he taught the right things. I mean, we can assume that it was the Word of God, but not knowing when this was written, we can't be sure whether he had Scripture or not. But regardless of that, it seemed that he was a righteous person who knew the standard that God has taught us. Whether he had written materials or not, we may not know. But regardless of that, I say he was able to teach God's way to those who needed it. But there, Eliphaz builds his uh, argument. If you have taught it that way, if trouble came to you, then that means, in verse 6, it says, Should not your piety be your confidence, and your blameless ways your hope? I mean, if you taught the way and lived up to your standards that you taught, then shouldn't that be your confidence? And shouldn't that be your hope? Since you are hopeless, and since you lost all confidence, that means that you have taught something that was irrelevant to how you live. Well, that's the argument that he's getting at. Just as I said in the introduction, I mean, we know that we have to live up to what we preach and believe and say that we hold on to through the Word of God. But we know from experience that that is so hard. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we fall down to our knees, begging for God's mercy and compassion because those things are so hard to keep as sinners. We need grace where the Spirit motivates us, encourages us, comforts us, raises up, lifts up, grab our hand so that we can move forward in trying to do better than before. But that's the life that we live. But how can we ever be judged by the things that we say? Because the next day, we may stumble too. Even for ministers like me, yes, we say the right word on the podium because we've been motivated, inspired by the Holy Spirit, motivated by the Word of God, and we preach. But most of the times, we do not preach to the congregation, we preach to ourselves because we too need grace. We too fall short before God's holiness. And the Word of God motivates us so that it encourages us to live in accordance to the Word of God. And that's how we live our Christian faith. But here, Elipath is so strict in how he judges Job. If you did that, if you taught that, and if you're experiencing punishment, there's something wrong with your life, Job. I think you lived a wrong life. You were a hypocrite. That's what he's getting at. That's why he says in the following verses, consider now. That means remember. Remember who, being innocent, have ever perished. Well, I mean, that's a rhetorical question. He's saying that you are not innocent, Job. That's why you're experiencing this suffering. Consider yourself. Maybe you have done something wrong before the Lord. Now, do you consider that compassionate and merciful? Not at all. That is so strict. That is so strict towards the legalism and the guideline that we cannot ever follow without the grace of God. And there he illustrates by saying in terms of lion losing, uh, losing uh, has a broken uh, teeth, where he, he growls and roars like he's about to prey on his, uh, on his uh, uh, prey, but what happens is that God broke the teeth, so he cannot eat. So that is an illustration that he brings talking about Job. I mean, you have religious fervor. You practice uh, ritualism uh, at a greatest degree, and your spiritual fervor is great, 
But you know what? You're missing your teeth. I mean, you cannot live because something's wrong within you. And God has punished you by breaking your teeth. And that's what he's getting at. And my brothers and sisters, yes, there are people who judge against our action. But we all know that we all fall short before God's holiness. And it's only grace that motivates us. It's the Holy Spirit that guides us. But without that worldview and knowledge, all of us may judge others just like Elipas did. So what should be our confidence? What should be our hope? I mean, our religiosity should not be our confidence. Our practice of religion should not be our confidence. Our blameless ways of keeping that law should not be our hope because those are temporal. That doesn't last forever. But rather, we must have confidence in the things that are eternal. Our hope should not be found in things written, but rather in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the only one who is blameless. So, my brothers and sisters, Please put your confidence in God who is eternal, who is life, and also hope in only, only one who was blameless and who gave his life to save us. There we find grace so that we are motivated to live in accordance to God's way. But without that, we will fall in a temptation to do it in our way, just like Eliphaz thought was the right way. So I ask the Lord to give us grace in order to live with peace in our heart. Let us pray. Father Lord, give us grace so that we do not fall into our efforts to do it in our way to please you, but rather let us seek for grace so that you motivate us, you inspire us, so that by your grace we put confidence in you and hope in your Lord Jesus Christ. I pray this in your Son's name. Amen. Sing your soul, let your father and the pig in prosa. See you.